Wasn't that a great time of worship? Yeah? Amen. Come on. Good stuff. I love our church. Do you like your church? I do. I'd go here. <laughs> if I didn't work here, I'd go here. Hey, Carrie. Good to see you. Awesome. Hey, listen, if you haven't had a chance to be a part of our, you heard Carrie mention 21 United, and our, our prayer times that we've had every Friday of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, how many of you are growing through your, your prayer and fasting times, right? You're learning some stuff. If you haven't joined us, let me tell you this, you still have a week left. We have one more week of prayer and fasting. Uh, let me tell you this, it doesn't, to me, in my opinion, I believe that the Lord will speak to you if you said, wow, I forgot about all that, or wow, I, I messed up. Sometimes people will take a fast, or they'll go into a fast, and then they'll mess up and think, somehow God's not going to speak, so I'm just going to quit anyway, all right? Can I tell you this, the grace of God's super huge. Can you just do it again, get back on the wagon, just do whatever you got to do? Because really what I would love you to do is to allow God to help you battle your flesh in those areas. And watch God help you grow up into those places that he's really calling you to. And this fasting is really a part of that process. Remember, fasting isn't about avoiding food. Fasting isn't about turning off your, your, your TV or Facebook or whatever it is you're fasting. It's not about that. Fasting is really about doing battle with your flesh and telling your flesh, you are not the boss of me, right? So whatever it is in that journey, any time, any way, any place, any amount of time you can do that, you win. I'm telling you, God will speak. So don't forget, if you've not joined us or you had something come up in the way or you feel like you've blown it, get back in there, right? And we have one more week. Then this Friday, come and join us. This to me, I'll tell you what, if you weren't here on Friday, we had over 100 people show up here just to prayer and worship night. Phenomenal. In my opinion, I think it was one of the best ones we've ever had. But I can also say this, this Friday coming up, I'm really looking forward to our, what we're calling our reflect night, right? What's a reflect night? Reflect that. Remember I told you I was going to take you into three different forms of corporate prayer. There are many forms, I'm sure. But this is a really fun one because in this particular form of corporate prayer, all around our church, there's going to be stations all inside this room. There will be stations for, uh, sometimes because I'm so verbal, if you hang around me at all and I start thinking about something, just buckle up. I'll start telling you what I'm thinking, right? And I'll, I'll start making plans. I'll start doing whatever. And some of you are like, you're like drinking off a fire hose around me, right? So but, but I'm just verbal, right? I just need to talk. My wife, not nearly as verbal, believe it or not, if you've spent any time with her. Right? And, and my kids, some of them are like, just like, Dad, you're like drinking off a hose, man. I mean, there, there are times. That's why I'm a preacher, I guess. I like to talk, right? <laughs> it's probably a good thing. But, but I can tell you, some of you have a communication with God that's very um, tactile. Maybe you need to, to, to touch or write or uh, experience. This Friday, we're going to do something a little different where... I want you to experience Jesus at a station where we're going to have writing parchment for you to write journal entries to Jesus. And that's going to be part of our prayer time. We're going to have another station that, I don't even want to tell you them all, but there's, there's, well, there are probably four or five stations or so around our church that are all going to be different forms of prayer, different forms of, uh, that, that, that you're going to see. And again, I'm going to try to hold it back so you'll be surprised when you come. But I want you to come. 7 o'clock, Friday night, come here and experience prayer at a different level. And watch God begin to change you and speak to you. Remember, prayer isn't telling God something he doesn't already know. right? Prayer is really lining your hearts up with him. In any way we can possibly do that, we're going to do our best to find it. Amen? Amen. In my family, we, uh, our kids, three kids, 
Jancy, Jansen, Michael, Lynn, and Bailey. Jansen's married, Mikey's married, and Bailey, she is not married. She's 21, and, and they've all moved out, so we're empty nesters. Before they were uh, in our, when they were all in our house, we used to do these things often. We called the Powers Family Meetings, right? Lance Powers is my name. So we'd have the Powers Family Meetings. We'd sit down, everyone come in here, Powers Meeting, right? Sometimes we would do it in the living room. Sometimes we'd do it in the minivan, right? Sometimes we would, we would do it at the park. Sometimes we would do it in the office. I mean, it didn't matter. Powers Meeting, right? And when we come to the Powers Family Meeting, we would talk about anything. But it was our way of getting us all on the same page. It was our way of, of making decisions about what we were doing or where we were going as a family, Right? So in my family, we didn't take votes, but what we did was get everyone's opinion on it, and then my wife and I made the decisions to lead us in a certain direction. So when we were going to move, sell our house and move, Powers Family Meeting, right? We'd all come together and talk about it. When we were going to uh, move, uh, start the church that we started back in Ording 20-some years ago, everyone in here, family meeting. And even, I don't care how little they were, how big they were, we would sit down and we would say, Powers Family Meeting, what do you guys think of starting a church? Right? And they would be like, I don't know, Dad, that's weird. You know, and so whatever, right? I mean, we would talk. We would talk about things like uh, summer camp. You know, we have an op- there were times when we would have these, these, these big decisions. There are, we have football camp, we have track camp, we have cheerleading camp, and we have church camp. Which one are you going to pick? You know, and they were like, ah, ah, ah. I mean, all those things were all part of our Powers family discussions, right? We would say things like, as a, as a family, we're going to take a vacation here, and we have this much money. This much money and this much time. So where are we going? Right? We would have the Powers family meeting, and it was important to me. Well, listen, this morning, I'm super glad you're with us. Every year at the end of January, we have what we call our PSCC family meeting. Right? I love this because if you're part of our church, then you're welcome to our family. Right? If you're a visitor here with us or the first time or it's been a while and you're just kind of checking us out, can I just tell you this? I'm so glad you're with us. You're going to probably see a little bit uh, behind the curtain of who we really are and what makes us tick. But more than anything, I'd ask you to come back next week when you get to see us at a different place. But I want, I want to take this morning in our, powers, in, our powers, in our PSCC family meeting to express to you my joy and my love and my honor and my so passion at being able to pastor this church. I tell you what, I'm the most blessed pastor on the planet. There are other pastors that have really yucky churches. I got a good one. Right, some pastors got t- some guys talk to me. They're like, their church is terrible. I'm like, dude, I hate your church. I like ours. You know, I said you should come to ours. Ours is pretty awesome. No, I just want you to know this. I, it's a privilege for me to do this, and on behalf of me and my family, I would just say thank you for letting me lead you. It's a, it's an awesome privilege and an honor to do this. So thank you. Let's pray, can we? Jesus, thank you so much for an opportunity to come together as a church, to come together as a family. Lord, help us to hear what you have to say. We need you. We trust you. We're so thankful for all that you've done this past year. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's funny. A lot of churches have annual business meetings. How many of you have ever been to an annual business meeting, right? How many of you have ever slept at an annual business meeting, right? right? How many of you ever thought to yourself, like, why would we have an annual business meeting at 4 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon while the Seahawks are playing or something, right? Let me tell you this. Pastors are weird, right? Weird. Let me tell you this. We don't have business meetings in our church. Here's what we have. We have family meetings. Sometimes pastors come to me and they say, 
why would you have a business meeting on a Sunday morning during the main service of the church? Because that's crazy. You know what I say? Are you kidding? It's our family. I want everyone to hear. Because typically, when I've done business meetings in the past, I'll get 12 to 20 people show up. A couple of them, are they show up angry and mad. You know, <laughs> I don't like this. So I, but you know what? When I have family meetings, I don't care if you're angry and mad. The truth is, is there's more happy people around you, right? No, I'm kidding. No, I, I just tell you this. The reason why I have family meetings is because I want you all to know what we're doing. I want you to all know where we've come from. And not every one of you wants to come back at 4 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, right? Pro Bowls today, right? So I just want you to know, like, there's stuff happening, and I want you to be a part of it. So listen, today I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to throw some numbers out. I'm going to throw some things out, all that stuff. And so let me tell you this. If you want to know more detail, if you want to know more specific numbers, then come see somebody on our church council, see me, see someone on our staff, and we'll get you anything you want to know because this is your church. Amen? Come on. I love this. Family meeting. Why do we have family meetings? You know why we have family meetings? Because Jesus had family meetings. Do you know that? Listen to this. I love the fact that when Jesus took his disciples aside, he often did that where there was the big group of people. There was a large crowd. It says there were crowds gathered. There were people around. And then Jesus pulled them aside for a family meeting. Listen to this. Jesus' family meetings looked a little bit like this when Jesus took them to what the Bible says in Mark chapter 4 to the other side of the lake. It says in Mark 4.35, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along. They took him along just as he was in a boat. Jesus took them for family meetings to, up to a mountainside. It says in Matthew 5.1 and 2, as Jesus saw the crowds gathering, he went up on the mountainside, sat down, his disciples gathered around him, and they began to teach them. Jesus had family meetings when it came to a quiet place. Mark 6.31 says, Then Jesus, because there were so many coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat. He said to them, Come away with me by yourselves to a quiet place to get some rest. I love this. So we're pulling away from all that we normally do to say, hey guys, let's come together as a family and we'll tell you where we've been, where we are, and where we're going, right? So here at Puget Sound Christian Center, I want you to know that we have a mission. How I many you know we have a mission here? Right? We have a mission. Our mission is to send loved, mended, and trained people out. That's our mission. We're, we're, well, who, where are we sending them to? Well, we're sending them all over the place, there are pastors and worship leaders and, and, and Boeing workers and forklift drivers and bus drivers and teachers and I'm telling you, all over the place around this. And you know what, what's happening is we're sending you all from here to your workplaces as missionaries. That's our job. That's our mission is to send loved, mended, and trained people out. Right? Tell me, say that with me. What's our mission? To send loved, mended, and trained people out. That's our whole hope. That's our purpose. That's why we exist. I love the fact that God's called us to be a sending church. That, that's the whole dream and passion for us. Do you know if we're not fully walking in the mission that God created us to walk in, then we will be literally forfeiting a blessing that he's intended for us. I'm telling you that. Uh, there's personally, my wife and I, early 20s, were given a personal mission statement. So we have a personal mission statement that we were supposed to live out in front of our kids, in front of our families, in front of our workplaces, in front of our churches. This is just what God's called Lance and Polly to in our own personal, you know what our personal mission is? We have a personal mission. Here's what it is. I love what God's called my family to. I love what God's created us. So here's our mission is to be what you want others to become. That's what I am. That's my mission, to be what I want others to become. 
when I was driving a forklift at Costco, when I was working there for 11 years, be what I want others to become. There were times when I would see somebody and I'm like, I have a hard time with you, lady. You know, and here's what the Lord would say. Then you need to be what you want her to become. Be nice to her. Be nice to him. Live graciously. Live generously. And you know what happens when I was what I wanted them to become? Oftentimes, they would either get really mad at me or they would become that. Right? <laughs> can happen, right? I think if God's called us as a church to be a sending church, to be a loving, mending, training, and sending church, then if we're not that, if we are a church full of a bunch of collect as many humans as possible and just never let the back doors open up at all, just keep on collecting humans and you know what we'll do? We'll grow really big for a while and then we'll die. Because God's called us to be a sending church. I'm called to send you back to your workplaces, trained and filled up with the Holy Spirit to take him back to a lost and dying world, fulfilling Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Come on. Amen. Listen to this. 2 Kings 4 says this. One day... A widow, uh, one day the widow from Elisha's fellow prophets came to Elisha and cried out to him, My husband who served you is dead. You know that he feared the Lord, but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do? Elisha asked. Tell me, Elisha asked, tell me what you have in your house. Here's what the woman replied, this widow. Elisha said, what do you got in your house? Here's what she says. Nothing at all. What do you got in your house, lady? I got nothing, she says, except this flask of olive oil. Verse 3, Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors, then go into your house with your sons, shut the door behind you, and pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each jar aside as they're filled. She did this as she was told. Her sons brought as many jars as, as they could to her. She filled one after the other. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her, and the olive oil stopped flowing. I believe that if we don't fulfill what God's called us to do, the olive oil's gonna stop flowing. But I'm gonna be sending you all, all the time, back to your places of life so you can share Jesus to people. That's gonna be my dream and passion. You're gonna hear me talk about our mission. Why do I do that all the time? Because if you're not in the right place, if we're like, man, these are not my people, then help me know that so I can help you find your people. I'll help you find some really, I know a lot of really cool churches around here, right? I'll send you to that pastor, that pastor, this pastor. And I'll tell you, go to those places because we're going to be a sending church. I'm telling you, it's what God's called us to do. Someone say amen, all right? Now listen, how do you know if you're fulfilling that love, men, train, send thing? How do you know if you're really walking it out in your life, right? You see it every day when you walk up to a church, right? It's on the walls, all over the place. Why? It's intentional. We want you to see it when you come into church and when you go out of church, that you're being loved, mended, trained, and sent. But how do you know you're fulfilling it? Here's how. Three things that, that I believe to fulfill the mission of our church. Show up, sync up, and serve. If you want to become loved, mended, trained, and sent, you need to show up. Not just attend, you need to like show up. I mean like phone on airplane mode show up. Like, like full, you know what I mean by that, right? Like just put it down and sit down and show up, right? Sync up. What does it mean to sync up? It's like last week we had our, we had our sync up Sunday. Why? Because I want you to find a place to connect. By the way, if you're here and you call PSCC home and you're waiting for someone to sync up with you, can I tell you, stop that. You're here. Go find a place to sync up. Go get connected to a group. Go get, do this. It's, it's incumbent upon you to connect yourself somewhere. Right? Why? Because we miss it. We miss it often. When people are like, gosh, you know what? The church is not very friendly because they're not reaching out to me. Can I tell you this? I'm sorry. But we are you. 
You or we? Sync up, right? Get involved in someone's life. Be about it, right? And serve. Show up, sync up, and serve. Why serve? Because when you're serving, when you're giving out, when you're pouring out, you're always receiving in. The moment you stop pouring is the moment you start not doing what you're called to do. And quite frankly, you just get dead on the inside. It stops the flowing, right? Why do I want you to serve? So we can keep people doing stuff around here. No, man, because when you serve, you create capacity in your life for more of God to flow through you. It happens all the time. People are like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm sitting this one out. And I just want to say to you, I'm sorry. It's going to really be terrible for you because before long, you're going to just be spiritually constipated. I mean, it's just going to stop in you. Can I tell you that? Don't tell my wife I said that. But, but I'm telling you, that's what happens. And spiritually, I'm saying pour out. Amen? Look at all you. You should see all these little thought bubbles. going. <laughs> He said that from the pulpit. This year, our church has a theme. Every year, we theme our church. And in May, we got the theme for our church. Next May, we're going to need a theme for the next year. Our theme for this year that we're currently in right now, two words, your move, your move. I mean, you've been challenged in your walks with God to move, right? We've been seeing that happen. God's raising us up and sending us out. He's calling us to, to move. Our church staff, I'm telling you, uh, just in a few weeks, we're going to send Omar and Misty Laura out to, to, go, to go take over a church. You know what? Beginning in last May, when Omar and I were sitting there looking at the calendars in the office, trying to figure out what God's calling us to do, leaving and going to another church was not on the plans. Right? But we have this crazy agreement here on an, in this church that God can take our plans and do whatever he wants to. Right? Because the Bible actually says, in a man's heart he plans his course, but it's the Lord who determines his steps. I had, a, I had a talk with God. And I was like, God, really, Omar, taking him, please? What are you doing? How come you didn't tell me? He said, because I'm God, you're not. I was like, could have let me in on that back in May. He goes, I could have, but I didn't. Because I'm the God, you're not, right? Mess with my control problems, right? But, but he's God. He can do what he wants to do. Come on, right? So we're going to see that happen. You know what's going to happen in them? More capacity because they're going to be pouring out. You know what's going to happen for us? More capacity because we're pouring out over and over and over. Because that's what God's created us to be. Amen. Love this. Our church, it belongs to the Foursquare denomination, right? We're part of a large denomination. Uh, Diane Bradley, where are you, Diane? There you are over there, right? Diane, she works for the district office. She's the district supervisor's assistant. Uh, If I'm wrong with these numbers, then just smile. You can correct me later. But I can tell you this right now. We belong to uh, over over our district, Northwest Foursquare District, oversees over 200 churches, over uh, five different states, with over 1,000 pastors that are licensed in Foursquare. Diane Bradley, who's part of our church, she's here. She oversees oversees the supervisor. Actually, she works for the supervisor, Dave Veach. Uh, Dave, he loves you, loves us. It's so funny. I I was dealing with... So my boss rents space from us, right? It's awesome because he pays his rent on time. But, but, it's, uh, but, but here's the funny thing. Because he loves our church so much. He was talking about Omar and Misty being sent, and he's like, I can't wait to see who our new pastors are going to be. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I want to know who our pastors are going to be because he loves our church. And he wants to know our pastors and what we're doing around here, right? He, I'm telling you what, he, every decision that we've made, we've always, because he comes into my office, he'll come blowing into one of my meetings. What do you got going on? You know, and I'll go into his meetings. What do you got going on? And it's just an amazing relationship. Nothing cooler than having a great relationship with your boss, right? If you don't have that, you should. Have him move into your house. <laughs> some, of my, some of my friends are like, dude, you're crazy. And I'm like, crazy nothing. It's awesome. I love having Pastor Dave here. 
Pastor Omar, he's worked with what we call our next gen overseeing in our district, the churches. Uh, Ellen, who's now an assistant to the administrator over there, used to be our youth pastor here. Uh, we serve, I serve personally as the superintendent. I oversee 13 churches and six different chaplains. Uh, Katie, uh, our children's pastor here, she oversees and has overseen our, some of our administration of our impact summer camps. And so it's pretty exciting to see our influence in the district as well. It's pretty fun. I love this. This past year, some wonderful things have happened at PSCC in terms of our move, right? I love this. Many of people in our church raised their hands to receive Christ. Lots of you who received Christ this year didn't raise your hands, but you still had a transformation, right? You're, you're still countable. We just didn't count you, all right, because we didn't see your hand raised. But this last year, over 34 people raised their hands to surrender their lives to Jesus for the very first time here at your church. Come on. That's awesome, right? There's 11 people or so, a little more than that, who uh, newfound faith was public with the water baptism. It's like next week we're going to have baptism services. I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to that. So come if you've never been baptized before. PSCC this past year has been a super generous church. Let me tell you this. You are a generous church. I've seen churches before that are not generous. They're, 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 they're tight. They hold on. They're worried. They're freaked out. They're, they're, you guys are a generous church. I mean, over and over again, we'll ask to receive an offering here, ask people to serve there, and it happens. You guys are like super willing to give and serve, and to that, man, I love it. It's awesome. Listen to this. We had our Halloween outreach this last year. At Halloween, this was part of our sending, right? Loving, mending, training, sending. But this was, our Halloween outreach was kind of fun because instead of going out, we had people come in, right? We, we just said to everybody in the city, hey, come on in. We had over 866 people show up from 27 different schools with over 100 of you volunteering to serve at that Halloween outreach. Holiday Hope, that's when we had a bunch of you give over $7,000 just in gifts, worth of gifts to 180 different people and families and all that business just to come and say, we just want to come and serve and love you. And you guys did it. It was awesome. In fact, our Holiday Hope outreach was so amazing. A lot of churches will see, receive money and buy gifts and give them to people who are in need. I think that's fantastic. The thing I love about our church is that we don't just say, hey, look, we have stuff for you. Come pick it up. Here's what we do. You guys are great. You're like, hey, we have stuff for you. Come and eat dinner. And, and we had like 10 different tables around our church in the mezzanine out there. And people were like bringing food and soup and salad and bread. And people were sitting down with people getting to know each other. They're like, hey, how are you? What's going on? And we have some stuff for you and your kids. Amazing. I love how you guys do that. It's remarkable. Heather led a team that did that. We also had our backpack outreach with Trinity Church. With Pastor Steve Allen, who was one of the pastors over there who helped lead it, along with Heather and her team. We had 686 kids receive backpacks and school supplies, 51 haircuts provided, dental screenings, there was 41. 109 schools were represented in our backpack outreach. 550 bags of used clothing was given, was given out. Fantastic, I'm telling you. Our Simple Love campaign, where we invite all of you to come and give towards the foster program. So sometimes foster, people who are in the foster adopt program or foster program, they don't always get as funded from the state as they could or they used to. And so you all came around and bought socks and underwear and footies and t-shirts. And you did that, right? We had over three humongous big old barrels full of all that stuff given to our Simple Love campaign. And by the way, if you find yourself in need of that kind of stuff, if you see somebody on our team, we'll figure it out. We want to give you something if you need it. You need some clothing or something like that? I don't know how, but I'll tell you this. We can come up and help you if you need something like that. I love it. 
But you need to know that you're changing Tacoma by being a light in the darkness. You're changing Tacoma. These outreaches aren't just some sort of a cute little token thing that we're supposed to do as church. There isn't a book out there that says to do church, do six outreaches every year, smile and be happy in your community. You guys are, you're it, you're doing it, you're light in the darkness and you're making a difference in Tacoma. You're changing this place because you're willing to give and serve and pour your lives out. To that I say, way to go, way to go. Amen. In our church, we have a staff and we have a council, right? We have a church staff and a church council. Our church staff, uh, as many of you know, our church staff, you see them bumping around here. Any of our staff here, can you wave your hands? There's Katie, there's, they're all, <laughs> the rest of them are working, right? So they're all out doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is awesome. If you don't know our church staff, go to pscc.net and see all their handsome and pretty faces, and you can listen and read and see what all that they got going on. Let me tell you this. We have a gifted team. There's a gifted team. And I'll, t- I'll tell you this. They're so gifted that look out because we're going to be sending people, right, who come to our church and see that happen. They're, they're, where do they come? They're, some of them are going to come from there. Eventually, we're going to send some of our team out to go pastor churches to take over things. Sometimes people come to me and they're like, Lance, why do you keep doing that? Right? Because it's what God called us to do. It's our mission. Right? You, you know, over the next several months, we're going to be bringing in, last year, uh, Ellen, who's now working in the, the, the district office, she was our youth pastor, and so we've been functioning without a youth pastor for a while. We've been, literally, we've been, you know, we haven't really been, with the specific youth pastor, Omar's been kind of overseeing it, he and Misty, but here's the great thing. Omar and Misty raised up a team of over 20 people who are overseeing our youth ministry right now. 20 people that are running and functioning that way. And and they're waiting on us to hire a new youth pastor. Can I tell you this? I did it last week. Right? It's awesome. I did it. You know how I did it? I did it last week because Pastor Dave Veach, right there, of of our district supervisor, had this great idea and said, Lance, this couple you got to meet, right? In fact, they believe so much. They flew that couple up here from Los Angeles last weekend. They were sitting right there. You didn't even know it. They sat in here. They just, they, I said, I want you to come up before, before we talk business, before we talk about what this could look like, and I hear your dream. And they sat right here in both services. And you know what they said? You are our people. Mom, tell you, they're going to be here at the end of February. You're going to love them. They're good people, man. I'm telling you. They're black. Anyway, so you're going to love them. You'll hear about them more later. By the way, if you know anything, uh, they need somewhere to rent, all right? So if you've got a good place to rent, help me out. Help me help them out, okay? They're a sweet young couple. They don't have any kids. They have a dog. Our church council, what's a church council? A church council is made up of a, a bunch of men and women who are amazingly smart. Their job is to oversee the fiduciary responsibilities of our church. It's a fancy way to say our church staff declares the spiritual direction. Our church council figures out how to pay for these crazy ideas, right? So they come up and help us journey this course together. You know what I love about our council? They give me counsel. They just give me counsel. I walk in there and say, hey, I want to build a fence. What's the best kind of fence to build? They're like, you know what, there's chain link, there's cedar fence, there's plastic. I mean, they, they just give me wisdom, right? I walk in there and say, hey, I want to buy a box of pencils. What's the best pencils? Well, there's yellow ones and there's number two. I mean, they just, they're, they're brilliant humans, all right? So our church council, are there any council members here this morning at this service? Raise your hand. No, they're all sleeping in. Awesome. Here we go. Church council. Let, let me tell you their names. Ken and Kathy Brown, Steve and Beth Hawthorne, Dave and Danielle Walker, Mike and Darlene Davis, Steve and Jennifer Appleby, and Yvonne Swint, who oversees as our council lead. Super amazing people. They help us oversee this 72,000 square foot building that we call home right here on 56th Street. 72,000 square feet. We own this whole thing. Here's the cool thing about our church. We actually rent out, 
we, 35, 30 to 35,000 of it to about 13 tenants. I say about because we kind of have one or two that waffle back and forth as to being a tenant one for a while and then not. But so 13 to 14 tenants, 30,000 square feet, they rent from us. So we're landlords, right? It's awesome, right? You know why? Because we get to reach the marketplace. They get to see what churches are really like. They get to see what Christians are like because they bump into y'all. Where? In the parking lot? They see you all over the place. And, and you know what they're learning? They're watching how you park. <laughs> right? You know what? They're watching if you're mean. They're watching if you're kind. You know, they're watching to see if you're Jesus. Because this is as close to some of them get to church. And some of them are kind of like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Wow, the, they're super nice. What is it with you people? You know, and I'm telling you, you're making a difference whether you know it or not. Just by how you park. You bump into them in the halls. Right? Be friendly. You never know who you're being friendly to. Overall, in 2016, this last year, we had an amazing time. So, so I'm going to give you some percentage numbers instead of real numbers because it would be hard for us to put our minds around it. But if you want to know real, real numbers instead of percentages, talk to counsel, talk to me. We'll give you the physical numbers if you really want those things. But overall, our overall income, listen to this, 65.7% of our overall income comes in in, in tithes and offering. But what does that cover? It covers men's ministry, women's ministry, next-gen ministry, PSCC youth, life group, staff salaries, hospitality, administration, worship and sound, part of our mortgage, events, retreats, camps, materials, sold. I want you to know that, right? So, so 65.7% of all that. Now, of that income that comes in in our tithes, we take 10% right off the top, and we tithe to Foursquare as a church. So your church tithes off of your tithe, right? Why? Because we trust God, right? That's a lot of money. Why, do we, why would we do something so crazy? You know why? Because we trust God, like crazy. Why do I tell you to tithe? Because we tithe. You know, I tithe. You know who I tithe to? I tithe to you, this church. I tithe here, just right like you do. That's why I can stand up here and say, guys, tithe, trust me, you get blessed. And God's crazy blessing and release happens in your life. We as a church tithe, I tithe, you should tithe. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Right, watch God happen. 22.2% of our overall budget came in through rental income. Right? In other words, they helped pay the mortgage. It's awesome. Tell me that's not a cool deal. Right? It's pretty awesome. They cover, uh, gosh, some utilities, building repairs, some building upgrades, building maintenance, tenant improvements. It's pretty awesome. By the way, I told you a few weeks ago that we were going to be having our, our LED light upgrade that's coming in, right? So that's happening. We've been approved for the loan like we were talking about. Now we're just waiting. Uh, Foursquare approved the loan as well. So we're in the process now of just waiting on the city to come together and start swinging hammers and turning screwdrivers. So, so you'll see that happening around here. When that happens, be ready. Smile at those guys because they're working in a church and you're the church, right? So when you see them around here, give them a high five, go buy them a cup of coffee, do something. All right, 8.8% of our budget came in through missions giving, right? And that's, that's designated missions giving to missionaries here, to missionaries out there, uh, all over the place. That happens. Uh, some of it came in through Holiday Hope, Holiday Hope, the backpack outreach. Some of it was in missions here and overseas as well. Over the past 10 years, we've had a steady increase of attendance here at PSCC. Right now, our church uh, is, uh, right now we're around between 800 and 850 people who call this church home. So over 250 families that call us home. It's an increase of 8%. Uh, uh, overall giving this last year was an increase of 8% from last year. It's awesome. Overall giving, right? 
Listen to this, because last year when I stood up here, I told you, last year when I stood right here during our family meeting, I told you that our income dropped 3.5%. This year, I can tell you our income increased 8%. Right? Shanallah. Amen. Speaking tongues on that one. I'm telling you what, can, can I tell you this? If you Listen, if you don't tithe, I'm telling you, it's about trust. If you've never done it, do it. Right? In fact, did you know that 70% of all of you people who tithe give online? Thank Jesus. Right? You know what that means? Because if it snowed today, some of you would stay home. And then you would think, oh, shoot, I should have tithed, and you didn't. Let me tell you this. When, can I tell you this? What we do in my family is we actually do, um, we, we set up to reoccurring give. And so every two weeks when we get paid, it shows up as a gift just to the church. Like it's a, listen, if you've not set up reoccurring giving, do that. It just takes the pressure off of you. Right? I'm telling you, so do that. All that to say, it's, it's a helpful thing for everybody when that happens. Or if Christmas lands on a Sunday, or if New Year's happens to land on a Sunday, or if all those things that just happened, yeah, let me tell you that. Online giving is from Jesus. Some of you are doing the math in your head. Let me tell you this. 35% of our church actually tithes. 35%. That's, that's better than the national average of 10 to 25%. So we can applaud at 35%, or we can say, 35%? What about 100%? Because isn't that really calling all of us to that place of trust? How is it 35% is applaud worthy because we're better than the national average? I'm just, I'm just one of you. I'm just a Christian. Do what I'm called to do. Let's all do it together. Amen? Amen. I love this. What about your church? What about the rest of your staff? Where are other places that we've made moves? On our worship team, I don't know if you saw this morning, but there's a full bunch of people hanging around up here, right? Did you know our worship team has grown over the last year 31%? It's amazing, right? It's, some of you, that's awesome. Way to go. Can I tell you this? There's some of you who are really good musicians or you think you're a pretty good musician or, or you feel like you need to be up here. <laughs> Can I tell you this? Listen, come and be a part of our team. Come and talk to Laura. Come and talk to any of these worship leaders up here. And some of you think, well, I'm not that great. Can I tell you what? We're a help you. We're, we're not a church that's about how perfect we are. We're just a church that wants to see willing people come up and serve and give, right? So be a part of that. Our, our youth ministry has grown substantially, even though it shouldn't have grown substantially. It's amazing. We don't have a youth pastor right now. We will eventually. But, but that fact is, it's actually grown in numbers. Pretty amazing. Listen to this. I got these numbers from Omar and Missy. Over this last year, we had over 1,000 kids come up to our Thursday night services on Thursday, our youth ministry, right? On Sunday mornings over the last year, we had 926 kids come through our Sunday morning youth ministry stuff, just, our, just the junior high stuff, junior high school stuff on Sunday morning. It's pretty amazing. Uh, PSCC kids, those numbers are amazing. I love some of these numbers from our PSCC kids camp. Uh, Pastor Katie shared some of this stuff. PSCC youth sent 286 kids to camp this year. That's up from 2016 or 2015, where 274, 2016, 274. At camp this year, 16 salvations in our kids' ministry, 23 rededications, one Holy Spirit baptism, 31 kids at the camp this year received the call to ministry, 16 of them received the prayer language, seven physical healings. It's amazing. There were 90 kids, 16 volunteers in our kids' church per week grow up here in our kids' compass. That's fourth and fifth graders. 12 to 16 kids every week running around here doing that stuff. Uh, Katie, I'm going to have you come up here and share just a little bit about some of the stuff that's going on in our kids' ministry that I'm excited for you to share. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about this thing called parent partnership, what that's really all about? Hello. Good morning, everyone. Um, 
I just wanted to let you know that, so I've been a part of our staff for four and a half years now. First year of that was about, was part-time for a year. Um, but I, ever since I started coming here, what, eight and a half, almost nine years ago, I started serving in our kids. And I can tell you what, when you serve and get connected, um, it's, it was the way that I made this place feel like home. And so what I want to just encourage and share my heart about is that we have all these amazing families. In fact, on average, we have at least one guest or one new family every single week in our kids' classrooms. And so what we want to do here is that when families make PSCC their home, we want to show as a church that we value our kids. It's part of our values as a church that there's no kid-sized Jesus. And so as we've been talking about that, and it's been on my heart ever since um, I came on to have all of our families a part of our kids' ministry. But you know what? As a church, we weren't quite there yet. And to be honest, until our church went through this series of um, Make Room, uh, last year's theme, there was a switch that happened And so God's just been placing it on my heart for this last year that it's coming up, it's time, and now we're ready to launch this thing called Parent Partnerships. So what is that going to look like? We want a family member from every family who calls this home and has been a part of PSCC for at least six months to serve in one of their kids' classroom, one service, once a month. The reason I think this is so important is that we want relationship to happen. We want you to know what is going on in those kids' classrooms. What are we teaching them? How are we teaching them? I want you guys to understand and realize there's a reason we've chosen the curriculums we have so that you can take it home and teach it to your kids and learn ways and tools of how to talk to your kids about God. I think especially over this last month and as I've been meeting with people and and getting all the um, logistics of it ready to start launching this parent partnership. And God just put it on my heart that a lot of curriculums assume that parents and families know how to talk to their kids about God. Mm. Do you know a bunch of you maybe didn't grow up in the church and a bunch of you maybe didn't make that decision until you were adults yourself And even though you're now a Christian, you've been walking this out yourself, maybe you just don't have the tools of how how do I bring this up in conversation? How do I um, talk about prayer? How do I talk about ministry of baptism in the Holy Spirit? How do I do all this stuff with my kids? Great, I'm going to bring them to kids' church and put them in the classroom. And that's great. And that's a great first step. But parent partnership is marrying what happens in kids' church what's happening with the parents at home, and, of course, the kids are in the middle. Mm. So what we want to do with Parent Partnership is partner with you guys about how to teach our kids in the ways of the Lord. And so um, a lot of parents, uh, last week we started handing out flyers um, about what this is going to look like. So just be prepared and ready to know that we're going to start contacting parents. Um, You're probably going to see some extra people at check-in and making sure we've got your name and we're going to contact you and we're going to have you serve in the classrooms. You know what? Some amazing things happen through relationship in those classrooms, not just with your kids but the other kids that are there and, of course, the other parents and the other families who are serving back there. This is your home. We need to act like this is your kid's home. This is where you belong. Mm. 
And so um, I want you guys, I can see some people maybe looking a little nervous. (laughs) Not all of us maybe feel like we're called to kids' ministry, but hey, if you've got a family and you've got kids, you've been called to kids' ministry. You really have. I mean, it's happening. (laughs) Whether you think it is or not, it's happening. So funny, we some want people to... actually think that your job is to make sure that their kids are taught about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't do your job, then we're going to come talk to you, right? But it's not, you're just going to teach families how to follow Jesus, right? Yeah. I mean, we have kids, if they come every week, an hour and 15 minutes. If you guys are a family on average that comes once every three weeks, we're only getting them about once a month. You guys are the ones who do all the work at home. And we want to give you tools and equip you of of how to do that. But we also want to release some of the pressure. You're not going to be the lead teacher in the classroom doing all the curriculum. The three expectations we're going to have is that you are welcoming, that you support the lead teacher, and that you are engaged in what's happening. And so... um, I just, I'm excited to see this happen, and it's probably going to take a month or two months to get all the families um, signed up and on board, and of course, if you have more questions, I'm happy to talk that through with you, and there's going to be all sorts of good safety and background checks and all that kind of stuff involved, but so, this is where God has called us to be at this season, and um, I think we're ready as a church to move forward with this. Can we say thank you to Katie for all her work? Awesome. <clears throat> Guys, there's tons of places in our church that we're growing and, and thriving, our connections, our first impressions teams. Let me tell you, there's room for you, right? If you call this church home, we want you to serve and be a part of that and watch your life get changed as it happens. That's our family meeting today. There's, there's lots more I could have spent time talking to you about. And I'll tell you what, it, if you're here for 10 minutes, you'll see God do amazing things. So thanks for being here today. Can we pray this morning? Jesus, thanks for an opportunity for all that you've done, all that you're doing this last year. God, as we launch out into this new year, we pray that you, Lord, would get all the glory. We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen.